He fired 18 guns in the 701. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. All bright, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed, and ready to go from sixty-six degrees to snow and all that stuff. <laughs> oh boy! I tell you what. <laughs> Good Lord. You know, the southern border is always in the news, but we we talk about the northern border, and for one thing, there's nothing stopping people from flying into Canada and then popping over illegally too. But now we have to be aware of the invasive super pigs and get that border <laughs> fixed up. Yeah, well, you know, we've we've actually heard of, of wild pigs in North Dakota here a while back, and actually I, up there by Watford City, there was one killed on a guy's place because it was kind of causing some destruction. But yeah, what they're talking about is these wild boars that were brought in from Eurasia, basically. They come in here, they crossbred them up there in Canada with their domestic population, which made them bigger and hardier, and now they can survive about anywhere, especially even in our cold temperatures, and yeah, they're pretty concerned about them coming down here and crossing the border. And I don't know, Todd, if you've ever been out, been down south and seen the destruction these pigs, the wild pigs down there can do, but that is something we do not want in North Dakota, I can tell you that. I've done my own destruction when I was in the south, so. <laughs> it was not pretty, I'll just put it that way. It was not pretty. I mean, I've been down there. We go down there about every three years, a group of us, and, and down to Florida and hunt them. And, I mean, they tear up the ground overnight. I mean, in a 12 to 20-hour period, there can be a beautiful field there. And if the pigs move in overnight, it literally looks like it's been plowed. That's how destructive a large group of pigs can be. And basically this uh, Dr. Ryan Brook, he's uh, out of the University of Saskatchewan, he's kind of warning everybody that, Hey, don't don't do what you guys are thinking. I, you know, North Dakota Game and Fish is out there saying, oh, "Call us, don't do nothing." I disagree. I think they ought to change that and say, "If you see one, shoot it, get rid of it." Because, like he was talking about, they can have they only have a gestation period of 114 days, average litter of four to twelve piglets. And if you kill, yeah, I mean, it, it, they they can repopulate very, very, very quickly. He said, even if 65% of the population's killed up each year up there now in Canada where they have a huge problem, the population will still increase. That's how bad it is. You could kill 65 plus percent, really, and you won't get ahead of it. You might break even as far as sustaining what population they have now. He said, we don't want these things. They can go about, 100, or about 120 to 250 pounds, but can get up as, as big as 400 now. And they can run 30 mile an hour, and I can vouch for that. Them babies can run. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Clay, did you say? Did you uh, say what what these what the what uh, makes what these what makes them a super pig? Did you say why they're why they are super pigs? Yeah, well, basically because they they end up crossbreeding them with our domestic ones. Um, I've got another article here that I was kind of looking into when we were looking at the other one, and yeah, basically what they did is they did it because they wanted to have hearty, meaty pigs. I mean, that's what they were looking for in Canada. So they thought it'd be a great way to import them in and, and have great big meat farms is what they were kind of looking at. And by doing yeah, that, guess what? Asian hogs, right? They, they yep. bred your Asian hogs, hogs and some other... Yep. They, they bred them with... They literally bred them with the domestic ones they already had up there in Canada, which, by the way, a larger animal can survive better. They're more adapted to it. And that's what happened. They started crossbreeding them and getting these hybrids. And guess what? When when the market fell out in Canada and, and the pig price collapsed, 
they just went ahead and released them, and now they got huge, huge problems up there in Canada. And that's what's happening. That's why they're coming down here. They're starting to destroy. They're, they're spreading out of what's happening. They're destroying everything. Yeah, in Montana, they put a ban on raising them and transporting them. I don't know how much that's going to stop it. If somebody's going to raise them, they're going to raise them. I guess some people probably think, oh, I can control this. This won't be a problem. But, you know, yeah. a couple of them get out, and the next thing you know, like you said, you were saying how they can breed and, and spread. I mean, it sounds like a prairie dog. It's worse than a prairie dog, really. It's, it's oh, they are. It's spread, so. And, you know, at first, a lot of the uh, states looked at it as well as the hunters. Like, hey, here's another thing that we can go hunting for and then hone our skills and have some fun. Well, <laughs> it ain't so fun anymore. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they I mean, of... it sounds fun for sure. I'd, I'd like to shoot them, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want them up here. It's, I, I've seen the damage you talk about. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, yeah, it, I mean, it yeah. turns out if, if you use the right weapon, you don't. The only license you need to kill them is a driver's license. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of with everything, isn't it? <laughs> the, the Those might wreck your, your car worse than my deer, Todd. Those things are stout. Very yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say, don't, yeah, don't use a Geo Metro if you're going to try, <laughs> try that trick. The pig is just going to laugh, so you, you don't want to do that. Guns in the 701-824 here at K-Fire. Representative from Maine wants to make. I love this one because the, this really <laughs> makes makes you realize. Oh yeah, uh, Representative from Maine wants to make property owners liable for violence occurring in gun free zones. You want to have a gun free zone? Fine, have your gun free zone, but deal with the consequences. Yeah, yeah. Republican uh, Representative James White from. From Guilford, he's serving his first term in the Maine legislature. I guess the guy's a career gunsmith and obviously a big advocate for your Second Amendment civil rights. He unveiled the proposal, Todd, like you said, to protect the rights of Mainers to bear arms in self-defense by allowing property owners to be liable for violence that occurs in these so-called um, unicorn gun-free zones. I think Clay and I actually brought this up a while ago on here. We thought this was a good idea. Um yeah. You know, the potential liability in his mind would discourage property owners uh, from forbidding people from carrying firearms or, for that matter, other self-defense articles like pepper spray under their premises. Because it's actually, you know, in a lot of these states, it's illegal to have pepper spray. Even Representative White said he, he's actually heard from some young females who work like, like nurses or wait staff or whatever. They get put in a position of leaving their place of employment. Because that forbids them from bringing self-defense things in, like a gun, like I said, or even pepper spray, and then they got to leave back to their car with nothing on them either. And if you're gonna, if you are a business and you leave people um, defenseless, or you refuse to to have a gun in there of your own and be trained with it to to defend your patrons, you should be held liable. I've thought that for quite a long time already. And this proposal, I guess, comes after <laughs> Clay and I talked about this guy a little bit Wednesday, U.S. Senator A. Angus King from a quote independent. He's not an independent. He's a leftist. And of course, he caucuses exclusively with Democrats, with all these independents. So they're not an independent leftist. Let's be real. Just tell people who you are. He announced, right, Clay, earlier this week, he was introducing mm-hmm. this federal legislation to do a buyback, you know, federal buyback and, and restrict um, your magazine capacity. And of yeah, course, all the all weapons, 200 Act. Yeah, go yeah. safe. Uh, yeah, gas-operated semi-automatic 
whatever it was. It's, you know, it's another firearm yeah. exclusion. <laughs> yeah, instead of saying just semi-automatics, now they're saying gas-operated, which it are. It's getting, you know, the gas emitted from the cartridge when you shoot it. But I think they know that um, leftists hate gasoline, so they're putting gas in there, too. So they really, really get amazing at semi-automatics. But, yeah, luckily, they all got voted down. They did none of a and which is good. Republicans killed them all, which, which is a great idea. So too bad for yeah. Angus. King, left this thing. There you go. Because the seven, along with that, more coming up, guys. Check your text, by the way, for the real picture of the Dime Magazine uh, Woman of the Year. Um, <laughs> this is <laughs> what, but that's, right they, 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 they use the wrong picture. I sent you the picture they're supposed to have used. But <laughs> anybody else wants the picture, I'm not willing to post it. But if you're willing to deal with the consequences of me sending it, then text me and I'll send it to you as well. 45 guns of the 701 here in K-Fire 550. So New York's Attorney General, I guess the next step would be go back to a musket. They don't like those either. They Actually, New York has a ban on anything over 50 caliber in New York City, so you can't have a... Oh, you can't, can't have, have a musket a either. God, what? <laughs> can I have a rock? <laughs> it depends right on now. the one that looks like on your shirt. Uh, that's, that's definitely an assault rock. <laughs> Got to have a low capacity magazine. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. three or four is okay, but you can't have thirty or forty or three hundred or four hundred. Oh, uh, well, for now. So yeah, would, New York. Guys are letting you have that? one. Yeah, you can't even have one. That's one's one's one too many, according to uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James. I don't know if she's related to Super Freak Rick James. Or the super pigs, that <laughs> uh, in, in a coalition. Definitely. Are you? Are you? You seriously went there? Yeah. Oh yeah. You said super pigs for your words, so I had to work in some Rick James super freak. <laughs> yeah. Last thing I was expecting on Guns of the Seven Hundred One. Super freak. Yeah, or you could say this case is about super mags, right? So that's what she wants to probably call these super mags. Her, Leticia James, and a coalition of 19 other attorney generals, that does not include Drew Wrigley, thankfully, uh, filed an amicus brief in the U.S. District Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit in support of a California law that bans any magazine over 10 rounds. The case is called Duncan versus Bonta, Bonta being um, Rob Bonehead Bonta, the Attorney General of California, which concerns the <laughs> constitutionality of the law of California banning any magazine that holds over 10 rounds, which um, Letitia James says large-capacity magazines make weapons even more deadly and can lead to horrific mass casualty events, which I would say, uh, I think from 2020, last latest article on most the states with mass casualty of mass shootings, California is number one. And they have this, so I don't know about that, Letitia James. Plus, Virginia Tech, 2007, 32 dead. That was 10-round magazines. Parkland, 17 dead. That was 10-round magazines. So um looks like 10-rounders are pretty deadly, too. Yeah. And those two shootings, there's been shootings with, with drum magazines, Todd, that have far less um, death and casualty than that. So, you know, she's just working it down. To, and California's actually got a thing, Todd. You can't even have on your on your AR-15. You need something called a bullet button. You just can't push your mag release yeah. button. You got it. And and so, how's that working out for them? It, it's not working out. For you think them. you think they follow that law and say 
Just random choice of towns, meaning nothing by this. Compton? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the gang members follow it to a T. Yeah, definitely I mean, cause it's, because it's the law. <laughs> yeah, right. Criminals yeah. follow laws, right? Yeah. <laughs> While you're selling your cool. meth. Yeah, okay. Clay, she claims she claims this falls within the Second Amendment rights. Clay, though, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I've seen she did, but you know it's funny. She's already been overruled on a few cases. Uh, Bruin comes to mind. She kind of started that and started spearheading that uh, when it was going through, which it was overturned in the Supreme Court. But you and I have already reviewed a lot of magazine bans. Actually, in fact, Illinois right now they're trying to fight it off because guess what? Because of Bruin and the historical use, it's, uh, the Supreme Court has already ruled on several of these magazine bans and assault weapon bans that uh, they're going to overturn those when they get to their to their bench as well. The courts are using Bruin as the precedent-setting ruling out of the Supreme Court saying, nope, nada, sorry, guys. Second Amendment is a constitutional right. As a state, you don't have a, you do not have a right to throw that out or regulate it to the idea that it's not a historical use. And so, I mean, it's, they can do what they want. I imagine, though, uh, it'll come out of the Ninth Circuit, uh, as Rush used to call it, the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, because it was already overturned. And it'll probably end up going through the entire system and possibly land on the Supreme Court's desk. And I imagine that they'll come down with a, a decision that they either send it back and say, listen, Look at Bruin and then make a decision, or they'll just overrule it and be done with it right there. Well, she claims, Clay, that um, California law is consistent with historical tradition of regulating and imposing restrictions on new and distinctively dangerous forms of weaponry. She didn't yeah, really elaborate in the story, but I'd like to hear where, where, where in the history of, of gun laws we've banned, like anytime a new firearm comes out, yep, we got to ban that. Where is that a tradition? Well, it's not new technology, per se. I mean, the 1911 has been around before 1911, as far as the Colt 1911 handgun went. We've had lever actions since the late 1800s. I mean, it's it got gunpowder, a cartridge, and goes bang. It's not new technology. And they might do different things to it. They might put a different wrapper around it, but it's not new technology. And so, yes, it's going to fall within the historical means uh, under Bruin. That's, but you know how leftists are. They really don't care what the law says or what the rulings are. They just keep doing more of it and hoping something's thrown on the wall and hope, hopefully it sticks. Guns of the 701 here on K-Fire. It's 850, and uh, our, not everything in Minnesota is bad. I know I bash Minnesota my, against my will, <laughs> home so. state, but 94-year-old Rosemary traded her walker yeah. for a rifle in Bemidji and yeah, I love good job story, yeah uh, we got I think Davey thought this would be a good one for a good upbeat story by the way if you guys want to see the Absolutely. picture I did put that up on the live stream that's going on right now the, the picture Todd was talking about <laughs> go check it out it's kind of funny anyway uh 94 year old Rosemary Polzinski I hopefully I pronounced that right she uh, went oh, out with great. her grandson remember she's 94 years old she decided she's going to go out with her grandson. They geared up to hit the, the deer stand, got out there before the sun came up, and uh, participated in the Minnesota deer season opener. Uh, should the deer came out of nowhere in an open spot on the field at about 100 yards, she didn't really do much hunting until later in her life, she said, but uh, she dropped her spike buck right away with one perfect shot. Uh, one of her comments was, wow, I got my deer. 
So I shot once and was ready to shoot again, but it stayed down and it was great. I mean, can you imagine seeing Love it. your 94-year-old grandmother or great-grandmother possibly? And she's just as excited as probably when you took your first child hunting. I mean, I, I just, I think this is a great story. She said that her late husband, Five, he's the one who taught her how to hunt. Um, he's been gone for 19 years, passed away, but they were together at Way of Founded for 72 years or 71 years. They got married and 52 years together till he passed away. So he really kind of put that in her and, and carried it on, but she didn't really go along to go hunting at first. She went there just to keep him company, and that's even a better story yet. I mean, I don't know about you, Jamie, but a lot of wives don't go out to keep their husband's company while they're hunting. No, no. I well, mean, I some, can barely get my wife to go shooting with Some me, wives wouldn't want to go with their husbands, and some husbands are going, I don't want my wife there. You're not going to shoot it, are you? Uh, I can tell you one guy, Eric Newman, who, who follows the show, and he loves listening in the morning on Fridays. He just sent a message here a while back. And he, I know his wife and his family participate. It's a family ordeal, and I, that's the way it's supposed to be. And she mentions that, that that's why she, she loves it. She learned that it wasn't just about going out and getting meat. She went out there. She could spend time with her family and friends. She found, like, a solace, a peace Sneaking into the woods while it's still dark and watching that sunrise come up, and I know exactly what she's talking about. There's nothing like watching the world come to life in the morning when you're sitting there just laughing on a big butte or whatever you're doing, wait to call coyotes, hunt deer. I mean, it, there is something to be said for that, and it's, it's a very, very, uh, I want to say, a nice, peaceful time right there in the morning. So, as long yeah, as you're not coming out and complaining out. the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I'm cold. When are we going home? <laughs> one, one more thing she said, which I really like, Clay. She said, at 94, as long as I can get out there and shoot my gun, I'm thankful. you got to love that. Oh, no yeah, kidding. Absolutely. I do love it. That's I awesome. Love it. That's awesome. Guns in the 701, the new stuff on Wednesdays? Wednesday, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain, 7 o'clock Central. And, of course, right here on KFYR 550. An iHeart radio station, and uh, right there on the iHeart uh, podcast uh, loads up pretty much. I'll do it right when we get done. Check it out, everybody. Best podcast on iHeart. Wednesday night's pod. Go check out the podcast from Wednesday night. Clay and I got our gift ideas, and of course, we got some other great Second Amendment and then, uh, hunting and shooting stories on there too. But you got some good gift ideas for the for the Second Amendment lover. And in fact, I got a good one for for ladies on there too. Actually, yeah. And if you uh, want to see the rejected Time magazine photo, uh, I, I let them deal with that because I don't, I don't dare. It's great though. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Todd. See you guys. Guns of the seven hundred one eight fifty five. All right.